Welcome to the Exit Velocity Fantasy Baseball Podcast. My name is Brent. As always, I'm here with Jordan. How are we doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Happy Mother's Day to all those wonderful mothers out there. Hope you all got to enjoy your time. Yes, it is Mother's Day, and it's also the end of week six in the fantasy baseball season, and we're starting going on week seven here. Uh, this is episode five of our show, and as always, we go over the top ten of the previous week. The most ads, the most drops, uh, the start risk, t- the two start risk pitchers of the week. Also, guys that are more reliable that you can start, and as well as the injured guys of the week. Uh, we're going to get started off by going through the top ten here. At number one, we got the old man Hunter Pence out in Texas. What do you think? You think he's going to keep this rolling? I mean, I would like to see it. He's got one of those unique uh, hitting uh, stances, and uh, he's always been a great guy for the game. Um, I love to see this little uh, pop in his career. Yeah. I think Arlington's a good uh, field for him to play in as a home field. Uh, we would, I mean, it would like, it'd be nice. I just don't know if he's capable of uh, continuing what he's doing right now. But uh, the yeah. current hot streak for a week uh, would have been nice to have on your roster. Yeah, yeah, I know his uh, old bones are probably getting warmed up in the weather. So <laughs> <laughs> He's a great comical guy, though. It's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see him continue. But, uh, yeah, I would rather – I mean, who knows? Yeah, he's fun to watch. Always has energy. Uh, number two, we got Eugenio Suarez from the Cincinnati Reds. We haven't talked about him much this year. He might be warming up with the weather as well. Yeah, he was actually one of those top picks on our draft as we keep four players. Uh, so he was available to be drafted this year. He did really well for me last year. I was very pleased with his results. He had a good batting average, and he continued at home runs for me and was a huge asset. Yep. Uh, so I think, I, I mean, ideally, hopefully he continues this and gets back into form as he had a uh, pretty slow start early on. Yeah, yeah, let's hope. Uh, at number three and four, we got two more older guys, uh, Mitch Moreland at number three and Justin Turner at number four. I know Justin Turner had that big three homer day this past week. Uh, do you think those two older guys keep it going as well? Yeah, I think Marlon's still getting platoon. He's not really getting everyday playing time yet. Yeah. Um, so that's still going to be an issue there. But, I mean, he's still delivering batting average-wise too. And he's obviously st- – he delivered 10 uh, RBIs over the week. Yep. So, I mean, I feel like his uh, playing time it might be limited here and there, um, especially with more guys getting healthy and coming back in the lineup. But yep. uh, one guy I'm more excited about would be Justin Turner. Uh, that guy's always going to get – he has a solid OPS, and he always hits for a solid average. Yep. So to have have that really be a spark plug in that Dodgers offense, I would love to see him flourish and get off to uh, a solid start again. But uh, we would see. I mean, having three home runs in a game kind of skews the stats for a week, uh, being this top guy of the, of the week. But, I mean, that I think it doubled his uh, his season total so far, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had five homers this past week. And I know Moreland and Pence. Uh, Pence only had 14 at-bats this past week, and Moreland only had 18. So they're not getting every day at-bats, but yeah. they're producing when they do. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool just to see that we've never talked about these top four guys really before this yeah. in, in the season. So it's nice to I mean, get, bring some f- fresh blood to the game. Yeah, yeah. And at number five, we got Chris Bryant, his shoulder must be looking good. He's starting to hit home runs. He had one again tonight too. Yeah, yep. He is. He's hot right now. Yeah, he had five home or five home runs this week. Ten RBIs. 
I would say he's more of a sell high, buy low candidate right now while you can. But yep. uh, I feel like that shoulder injury may be past him, and he's off to greener pastures, I think. I don't know. Yeah, let's hope. I know the Cubs, too. They had three walk-offs this past week. Kind of crazy up there in Wrigley. Yeah, they're a hot team right now. They just beat they just beat Milwaukee tonight. Yep, yep. Uh, at number seven, we got Michael Brantley. And number eight, we got George Springer, two outfielders for the Houston Astros. Uh, do they keep this rolling? I like to see that Brantley's healthy, and he's doing what he's always been capable of doing and delivering those Cleveland Indians numbers again. Uh, yep. One thing, though, that I'm most uh, excited about is George Springer because – I remember the days when he was just getting called up and there was the hype above or like getting him into the game. And just like, there was so much like hype about his call up and he just really, he delivered decent numbers, but he never really had like those solid great numbers. Yeah. So yeah. for him to be delivering now at eight, in his age 29 year, uh, I feel like it's a great stride in the right direction and he's batting two in that lineup. So those runs are always be scored on his behalf. But the fact yep. that he's now hitting home runs and his, uh, I think he's his exit velocity is significantly increasing. All those numbers are are going up, so I think he's finally figured it out. And I just hope he can continue continue this pace and really flourish and, uh, yeah, be that be that guy. Yeah, I know he went five for five today as well with five runs scored, two home runs, and four RBIs. That can win you a week right there. Yeah, he's had two home runs, three singles. He he was a up to bat yeah yeah that's pretty crazy and I know in the fantasy sports world for overall rankings I know Springer's currently third Michael Brantley's number five yeah and who would have thought that like everyone would have thought El Tuve and now yeah, yeah Brantley there so that's awesome yep and then rounding up the top 10, we got Max Muncy at number nine and Robertson Chirinos at number 10. Uh, I know Muncy's probably in the top 10 because he had two stolen bags as well this past week. I'm sure he ain't going to keep the wheels going, but it's nice to see. Yeah, that's the reason why uh, we tied was because Max <laughs> Muncy got you two steals. Yeah, that's nice. Let's so, not, I, don't, I don't even want to entertain that. That ain't going to continue to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know it helped me tie you this week because your pitching was outrageous. Yeah, so I think uh, my pitching compared to years past and like the routes I've taken, I've kind of had more like a more balanced approach. But the way I've seen it so far this year, I feel that pitching, if you have aces, is far more predictable, like a more predictable outcome yep. comparing to you having like high end hitters that are streaky because like it's not like every like your best hitters are going to give you one to two home runs almost guaranteed every week that's not really a thing yeah whereas like the guys that I have now that I've traded for and yes I may have given up a lot of hitters but in doing so like my like the numbers this week I I don't think I've seen them in quite a while so yeah um going over that I feel like that's my plan of action moving forward and it could burn me but uh so far I'm pleased with how everything's going. So, yeah, yeah. And then uh, at number 10, I mentioned Robertson Trinos. Uh, we don't have to talk too much about him just because he's a catcher. I mean, catchers are who they are. If you see one in the top 10, it's probably going to, he's going to be there once all year. But one catcher I would actually like to talk about, and he has other multiple position eligibility, is 
La Tortuga. Hey. <laughs> I love it. He just got activated today on Mother's Day, and his mother threw out the first pitch at Target Field. Yep, yep. I saw it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I loved every minute of it, and so do the fans. I feel that he needs – like, there was – I saw some speculation like he would might be sent down to the minors. There's no way that regardless of how he is doing performance wise, he boosts the morale of the team and the fans love him. Like regardless, he needs to stay, stay up, stay up in, in the majors. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, that's one he, guy. He, and he yeah, let he, off for us today. He let off for us today. Yeah. Yeah. And he has third base and first base, base eligibility as well, but you're not going to use him there. You're going to use him as a catcher pretty much. Oh yeah. But he doesn't strike yeah. out, so. Yep. And uh, what we're going to move on here with is the top ads of the week and the top drops. The top ads of the week. We're going to start out at number one here. Your boy with a ton of eligibility, just like Kiki Hernandez, is Ronnie Rodriguez with the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, that's my guy that I think has what it takes to hit for average and just do well because he's going to remain in the lineup because the Tigers have nothing else to do. Yeah. So with that, (laughs) and, but the one thing, like I said before, and it's kind of crazy and I know that I'm just saying what I've said, but at this time, like with his eligibility, with his numbers, the way they are, and he's 17, 17% owned. This is the same time I added Jose Ramirez, but Jose Ramirez was like 21, 22, not yeah. Ronnie Rodriguez at age 27. So, yep. I mean, given he's in the prime age right now to hit and do well and succeed, but his position eligibility and the fact that he dominated this over this past week, uh, those are intriguing signs. So I really don't know much about the guy as far as like his track record, but I know that he's doing well right now. And if you need guys, even like a, he's like a solid bench guy to fill any any voids or if your guys are sitting. Yeah. He's going to start almost every day. He ain't going to get, he ain't going to sit. So. Yep. Yeah. I know we actually saw him live in Detroit when they played the angels. And one thing I noticed with a guy like that, he has a lot of moving parts to his swing. Yeah. He's uh, really, he's really loose and open-ended. And I know that that was one thing that you really kind of frowned upon and I could totally understand why. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has a lot of moving parts. If you watch him, his hands and elbows, they move all over the place. Yeah. Uh, at number two here, we got a catcher again. We got James McCann. Uh, yeah. Do you think he is going to finish as a top five catcher by year's end? Man, I just feel like all the catchers are top five one week and like <laughs> thirty the next. Like I don't, I don't know. Like the, right now he's hitting, so maybe he can continue to hit and uh, he'll keep Wellington Castillo on the bench. But uh, he's currently thirty-seven percent owned. And he had a solid week. So take it for what yeah. it is. If you need a catcher and your current one is struggling, like, like most are, uh, take a flyer on him. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Take a flyer and wing it. Let it go. <laughs> Let it ride. Problem. Let it ride until he cools off and then just add the next hitter that, or catcher that's hot. That's what happens. Yep. <laughs> that's what we got to do now. Yeah. Uh, number three here, we got another guy with a ton of eligibility, and that is Marwin Gonzalez. He's actually finally, finally starting to hit with the Twins. Yeah, that's one guy I really like too. He has he has the five position eligibility. The only thing he can't do is catch, and uh, he's currently twenty four percent owned in Yahoo leagues. And he was the one batter in our offense, the Twins' offense that wasn't hitting the ball well or seeing it well, and now yeah. he is. So uh, that is great to see, especially since uh, we have already been doing decently well on the offensive side for the Minnesota Twins. So uh, that's encouraging. 
I would like to see him because I when he gets hot too, he gets hot. So uh, if we can, if somebody can grab a hold of him now, and if you need that eligibility, I would snag him while you can. Yeah, yeah. Is there any other guys that you'd like to talk about that are, have been hot this past week but aren't getting picked up like they should? Uh, there's one guy that's, I mean, just because I'm biased and I talked about him last week, but that's uh, Lucas Giolito. He's only he was only 17% owned before his last or his start today. And he, he delivered seven innings of, uh, I think, one run ball. And he had eight Ks. So that's one guy. I feel like he's finally figured it out. And I don't want to continue to talk about him, as I already mentioned. But he was a, pr- a highly coveted prospect in the Washington Nationals organization. And yep. uh, now he's age 24. And I feel like he's got everything working for him right now. As long as he can stay healthy, I feel like he's getting that confidence that he was lacking early on in his career. And yeah. uh, if he's still available in your leagues, I would definitely address that or bid on him if you can, because he is minimally owned and his uh, strikeout potential. He's got the hit and miss stuff that you really want and covet. So uh, especially since he's getting you for like this week, I think he may have been uh, after today's stats. He may have been the top pitcher of the week as he delivered 14 innings, two quality starts, uh, low, K, uh, low uh, ERA and a low whip, and uh, his canine was sparkling, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, de- he definitely was one of those top prospects that so far hasn't turned out a nice career, but has been looking good the past couple weeks. Yep. Yeah, another guy that I would like to talk about, uh, I'd say for like a 12-team or higher 12-14-16 team dynasty or keeper league is Dwight Smith Jr. with the Oreos. Uh, he's batting two and three in that lineup right now, and he's actually had back-to-back games with a home run, and he's currently ranked 84th in Yahoo leagues, 56% owned. Uh, do you think he's going to stay in that two-three spot in Baltimore since there ain't much else out there? Yeah, I mean, he's also like one of those. He's like a Ronnie Hernan or Rodriguez, where like you're not he like there's no competition behind him, and yeah. if he's if he's producing, there's no reason to take him out of the lineup. And I think he was actually uh, when the Twins played him uh, at home, both home and away, he was leading off for them, I believe. So okay. to see him in the two three is uh, stellar, especially that's basically saying that he's like the best hitter in the lineup right now. So uh, that's awesome. I would like. I mean, I'm sure he's more than capable. So I feel like he that's that's locked in right now if he can just continue to produce. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. Uh, now we're going to go to the most drop players of the week. We're going to start off here by talking about Colin McHugh out in Houston. Uh, he's really been struggling lately. I know today he had a rough outing as well. Yeah, he actually, I mean, he was a pleasant surprise early on in the year. A lot of people didn't even really realize that he was in the rotation because yeah. he's primarily just been the relief role. But he is now back to the pen, and uh, in his uh, inning and two-thirds of work today, he gave up a run. So that's another sign that's uh, not too intriguing to get him back in the rotation. Yep. But uh, we will see. I'm sure he's going to have to prove himself there again to get him back, and we'll see. So Yeah, it's going to be when do when do the Houston Astros call up Forrest Whitley? When yeah. do they? Yeah, that's true. Or, or, or Josh James, man. When is he going to get a chance? Because I know he's been pitching well. Yeah, yes, he has. Uh, number two, we have a guy that has started the season off hot. I know he was in the top ten probably for the first three weeks, even though his team had that early uh, season series in Japan against the A's, and that's Tim Beckham. 
Yeah. Uh, he never was really that good. I mean, he's starting He's starting to go back where he belongs pretty much. That's that's how it's going right here. <laughs> yeah, like he was he, – he just back to his standard Tim Beckham form. Yeah. Uh, everyone was excited about it as – and the only reason probably why everyone was excited was the fact that he was drafted first overall back in the early – like the teens of the 2000s. So that was probably the reason why. But, uh, yeah, I feel like he's back to normal. Uh, gonna get you average numbers, and uh, that's basically that for the excitement of Tim Beckham. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone now. Yeah. All right. And at number three, we talked. Uh, we hyped about this guy a lot earlier in the year. Uh, he plays first base for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He hasn't hit a home run in over two weeks. Christian Walker. Do you think he gets gets us figured out and turns it around and can be worth rostering again in leagues? I know he's only fifty percent owned or fifty seven percent owned in Yahoo leagues. I just think that's going to continue to drop. Um, that was one guy, too. Like, we didn't really know what he was all about. We were excited about it, and we were investing shares just to see because he was delivering. But now that there's also the looming factor that uh, Jake Lamb's coming back in one to two weeks, so yep. he's going to be platooned, worst case. Um, he'll, he'll obviously get the starts against lefties, I'm sure, because Jake Lamb just doesn't hit lefties at all. So yeah. um, he's like the Jock Peterson of the Diamondbacks. But uh, I feel that's going to be his way into the lineup. Uh, but if he continues to struggle, uh, it doesn't really look good for him. So, Yeah, uh, there's another guy I actually wanted to talk about as well. When we were on a road trip, I heard, met, I heard some fans yell, Buster Posey is the most overrated baseball player in the history of baseball. And honestly, I looked over stats this past week and saw he might be one of the most overrated players in baseball. Like in the, in the he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. His numbers aren't that good. He was a great catcher at his time, but like this year too, he's ninety two percent owned. Uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Buster Posey? I mean, he's always been an injury prone catcher. He was highly coveted, drafted high out of Florida State. He's hit for average. His homers i feel like have never surpassed like 22 23 in a year um he has caught a lot of uh uh no hitters maybe even a perfect game i'm not quite sure don't quote me on that but if you want to do the research and get back to me by all means um so i mean he's had that but he's the reason why we have like you can't block the uh home home plate either because he had that uh significant injury so I mean, I feel like he's more known for his injuries and all that kind of jazz compared to like his actual performance as a hitter. So, yep. um, yeah, I remember that same instance too. When we we're at the ballpark, I turned around and looked back. I'm like, you know what? You're actually right, man. Like, <laughs> like he kind of is right. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's I mean, say otherwise. Too- I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear other opinions, but I don't. I mean, he's not that great. Yeah, I mean, in the primes. In Buster Posey's prime and Joe Maurer's prime, I think everybody would take Joe Maurer over Posey. Yeah. No, like another guy like Yadier Molina. Yeah. Match those guys' names up relatively just as big, but Yadier delivers. Yep. And he's been far more successful. And he's yeah. a better catcher. He's every a, day. And he's a better catcher defensively. And he yeah. Stayed, and he stayed here. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so is there anyone else you want to talk about that shouldn't be – you should probably getting rid of on your team and picking up some other guys, any dropped guys or anything like that? Uh, no, nothing too significant. I know there's guys that are 
uh, that have obviously a higher higher percentage owned, but yeah, I want the whole amount of those guys. So I feel like they're not really worth mentioning at this point in time. All right, sounds good. So we're going to take a little break here, and we'll be we'll be back with the second half of the show. Welcome back to the show. Now we're going to go through some two-start risk award pitchers of the week. Our top guy this week is Renato Lopez with the Chicago White Sox. Give me some insight on him this week. Yeah, so this week uh, he faces off against the Indians on Monday, and on Sunday he uh, squares off against the Blue Jays. Uh, we were fortunate to see him, or actually the uh, White Sox and the Indians square off in uh, progressive field last week. Yep. And the Indians weren't really hitting the ball much at all. And the fact that uh, the uh, White Sox really dominated the Indians, I feel that Ronaldo Lopez will do just that once again. So I think he will continue that success there. And then on Sunday, that's another favorable matchup against the Blue Jays. I will. I think he may be able to lock in two quality starts this week. I know that he's had rocky starts, but uh, he's one of those guys that's only probably like 15% owned and can deliver. So if you're in need of starts, if you're looking at your matchup and it looks like you're not going to get, uh, you're in questioning uh, getting wins or quality starts, uh, I feel that he's one guy there you can plug in and it wouldn't be too risky. I feel like there's, there's some compliments there for you. Yeah, yeah, I know on May 8th he pitched at Cleveland. He pitched six innings and got that quality, just qualified for that quality start. And May 13th he'll be home against Cleveland. So, yeah, he'll have some home cooking. There you go. How's this this K-9? It's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, His K-9 right now is 9.99 per nine. Yeah. So he's right at the double digits per nine innings. Yeah, that's one. I mean, if you get anything with that K-9 like that with strikeout stuff, I would invest. Yeah, yep. All right, our second guy here, we have Kyle Gibson this week. Who are the two teams he's facing off against? On Tuesday, he's squaring off against the Angels, and then on Sunday, he's got the Mariners at Seattle in T-Mobile Park. So I think those are two matchups, too. Those offenses, uh, I mean, the Angels, they're not, Trout's basically all alone. I know he's got Owatani, but uh, yeah. Cole Calhoun isn't really much. He's been doing decent, I guess, so far. He's been hot but not nothing special. Yeah, so I mean, those that offense isn't really all that. Um, especially, and then also Seattle. So Seattle just had that red hot, red hot start, and as of late, things haven't really been clicking. I know Mitch Hanniger's. I think he's like probably top three or four in runs right now, runs scored. Yeah. And then you got Edwin Encarnacion. But aside from that, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, their lineup is looking a little drier than it did at the beginning of the year. I know the Nomar Navarre is their catcher. He's been doing all right as well. Domingo Santana's been hot. Yeah, that's one guy too. Yeah, I forgot to kind of mention Domingo Santana. That guy, I think he's top five in RBIs too right now too, maybe even higher. So, Yeah, I know they're one through four when they're healthy is pretty good, but their bottom half of the lineup, uh, when they're they're struggling, they're not going to do much for you fantasy-wise. Yeah. All right, and at number three here, we got Mike Byers with the Oakland A's. Uh, He had what I heard was one of the uglier no-hitters, which I didn't know there was a thing, but I guess I've heard it was a pretty ugly no-hitter out there. Yeah, and people aren't giving him much of any respect. The guy does it for the kids, and he, I mean, I guess it's not good enough. So, I mean, they're not even, no one's really even talking about it. No, that's the crazy thing. I think Edwin Jackson's uh, no-hitter was talked about more than Michael Fires, which is pretty yeah. sad. 
Yeah. Side note, Edwin Jackson is now now just got signed with his 14th major league team, which is an MLB record. You would think that Bartolo Colon had it, but no. Edwin Jackson has it. <laughs> now all he's got to do is hit a nice home run to top it off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. I know Mike Fires as well. Uh, he also had a no-hitter, what, a year or two ago. That one was a little bigger. Yeah. But he's had he, – that's the second of his career now. Yeah. And uh, this week he squares off against the Mariners, and he's got the Tigers. Tigers is a juicy, juicy matchup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't look – when we were at Comerica, their lineup, I was like, every I looked one through four. I mean, you got Miguel, the Hall of Famer, and then Nicholas Castellanos, which he's all right. But besides that, it's like, whew. Who's this guy? Eesh. Yeah, ah, like, you're just like scringing. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that we're talking about Ronnie Rodriguez and he wasn't heard of last year and he's like batting third in their lineup, it's out and best. Yeah. 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 Take a flyer on him. Yeah. Is there any uh, deep guys that you want to talk about this week that you want to stay away from that have uh, tough matchups? Uh, I mean, I didn't want to talk about it, but I guess I will the Sonny Gray trade I did and the fact that I gave up Shane Bieber. <laughs> but uh, I already knew I lost that trade. That's probably one of the trades that I will – that's probably one of the many – yeah, I'd say that's one of those trades that I definitely lost. And, yes, I know, I know. But uh, he started off decently strong. He had some injury concerns. And this week he plays against the White or the uh, Cubs. And uh, I think he's going to be sitting on my bench this week. Yeah, yeah, I, he hasn't been pitching too well. Actually, he kind of he was hot till that game we went to, and he's kind of eh, he's kind of fizzled out since then. Yeah, it's one guy. You win some, you lose some, and I definitely lost that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But All right, uh, going back to, and I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, some some offense or some teams that if I know we mentioned only a couple of guys. But uh, if you look at some pitchers that are out there to stream, some problem pitchers out there that you need in need of a last-minute start or something, these are some teams that they're squaring off against these teams. I would recommend starting them. So I'm just going to name off a few. We've got the Tigers, Indians, Blue Jays, Giants, Marlins. And if you're feeling extra risky, I mean, especially if they're a left-handed pitcher, I would start them against the Pirates. Uh, the okay. Orioles, as we mentioned, is a wishwashy team. I would I would start anybody against the Orioles, uh, the Nationals. So they've got a lot of young guys, but Juan Soto is still out. He may be uh, coming back soon. I don't know the uh, current status on that. Uh, I believe Ren- he's back. He's rolling already. Oh, he is. So I apologize yep. uh, for that. Um, Rendon's off to a slower start after his hot re- or his slow re- or his return. And then, I don't know, I feel like that's one team that's kind of been cold. Uh, then, yeah. I, as mentioned earlier, is the Mariners and Angels. So, if you got if you got pitchers uh, that you're looking to stream and they're facing off against those offenses, I would take a flyer on those as a risky uh, option. So Yeah, so keep those teams in mind when you're uh, looking to start some pitchers. Yes, actually, I want to talk a little bit about Soto real quick. It's the second game back here. I think he's going through a little bit of the sophomore. I mean, I'm not going to say it's too much of a slump because, I mean, he has 17 runs scored, 23 RBIs, and his on base is 835. But I think he's going to go through a little bit of a sophomore slump here. Is is that why uh, – is that one of those reasons why uh, he can't hit the curve? 
Well, that's just a little inside joke we have with our league this past year. <laughs> I had Soto to say first, it. I had you to had to. <laughs> when he first got called up. And uh, I seen him strike out on an ugly curveball. And I was like, oh, this kid ain't going to do much. And then I said that in our league chat. And it's kind of been the rolling theme since then. Yeah, there's 12 guys in the league. You're one of them. And uh, the other 11 bash you uh, weekly about it, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes out and 414 at bats, gets 22 run, 22 homers and 70 RBIs. <laughs> yeah, and then he's kept and life goes on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through some injuries here. I know you got a laundry list of injuries of guys who are coming back and guys who just landed on the DL. I know I'm hurting a little bit because my favorite player in the league, Mighty Mouse, Jose Altuve, he just went on the DL yesterday with a hamstring injury. And it's looking more serious than they thought. I know, and that's scary. That That's a reason why, I, like, honestly, he hasn't been running at all this year. And I think that might be one of the reasons right there. Yeah, I mean, really, though, like, he had a little, like, a hot streak. What was, like, lasted probably, like, two weeks. Yeah. And he, before that, it was cold. And now, obviously, it's extra cold because he's not even playing. Yeah. But uh yeah hope i mean i hope for the best um but that's definitely not anything you like to see early on no and uh i know since since he won the mvp he's kind of been injured quite a bit like he's had like leg problems hamstrings he's had like these little minor uh tweaks here and there it's kind of annoying honestly yeah and he's also one of those guys that doesn't steal or hasn't been stealing bags so like you mentioned like base or stolen bases this year of just been extremely low so it's hard to find him yeah. especially from one of those guys that you almost guaranteed you at least one to two a week is not getting him it's it's concerning yeah yeah uh so we'll get moving on here uh twin stands we are excited but we also are very like we're taking our we're walking in the water very slowly with miguel sano i know he's moved up to triple a he was uh red hot in double a uh, do you think he's going to come back and get regular playing time and take some of that away from Marwin? Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, where he's going to play. The guy has a cannon from third base. Yeah. And I know Marwin can play the outfield, but right now everything's clicking for them offensively. Yeah. Uh, Adrian's is a guy that I feel that may get the call as a demotion. Okay, um, get demoted with uh, Snow getting called up. Yeah, I think he would be the guy, but also he's very, I mean, he's got position flexibility too. So maybe it's a pitcher. I'm not sure what they plan on doing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be some guys getting some rest and uh, some tweaks being made. But again, like, that's all about how he performs too. If he doesn't perform, then what's going to, you know, like what's going to happen? Yeah. Yep, he, yep. Like, what if he get, like, do you think he's, what could he get traded? Uh, traded, I think, honestly, with the Twins, like, my hope was, I love the guy, but I was hoping we weren't going to sign Kepler to an extension. He was going to be the guy that leaves. But, but, but Kepler's kept, just raking. I know. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we would have got something decent for him, too. Yeah. But, uh, I think Kepler's here to stay, and the ladies love him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. All right. So, the number three guy we got here. Uh, it's very unfortunate, honestly, is Tyler Glass now with the Rays. I know he just went on the DL, and he looks like he's going to be out for a month or so. Uh, do you have more insight on that injury? Uh, I just know that he asked to be taken out of the game. He took himself out of the game. 
after yeah. pitching a five and a third of one run ball, striking out nine guys. The guys he leads the league in the ERA right now, and to leave with a mild right forearm strain is just unfortunate. Um, thankfully, uh, it looks like he may be able to avoid Tommy John surgery, but he hasn't had it yet, so that's something too that's lingering. So, I mean, gosh, the guy's always been up there as a top-tier prospect to just execute at a high level yep. and provide you that strikeout, those that strikeout stuff. So, I hope it's nothing serious and he's able to bounce back in that four to six week time frame that they mentioned. Um, if it's anything longer, yes. If I mean, as lo- take what he needs, you know, like as long as he gets the rest and he's able to bounce back. I don't want him to be rushed back from injury and have something long-term that's just going to set back his whole career. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I know the Pirates, though, they got to be cringing because another guy that actually came off the DL and they were part of that Chris Archer trade, Austin Meadows, uh, he's yeah. come off the DL and he is – he come off he's, – he's hitting just like he did before he went on. Yeah, he, I mean, he was yeah. a top – he was ranked top seven in all of fantasy baseball, both uh, for hitters and pitchers. Through the three games he's been back, he's five for 12, three runs scored, two home runs, and three RBIs. He's current on the year, he's uh, through 86 at bats, he's got 14 runs scored, eight home runs, 22 RBIs, three steals, batting around 370, and his OPS is through the, through the roof. So those numbers are just, you just want to drool over them. So the fact that he's, st- if he can stay healthy, He's obviously ready to go and bounce back from this injury very quickly. So I I think he's just a five-tool asset, Um, and not many guys are like that anymore. So if he hits for power and has those steals, gets those runs scored, um, and continues to hit for average, he's going to be that guy that you want on your roster. So there's not many guys like him. He's like a – He's like a, he could potentially be like a more powerful uh, Sterling Marte. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I was actually going to compare him to Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two good, very good comparisons right there. Yeah. So uh, going over the like, the, what's that? And they both played for the Pirates yeah, <laughs> where <no>. he should be. <laughs> yeah. Right. So going over uh, some additional injuries, we've got Eloy Jimenez with his ankle. He's running bases over the week and he should be he's probably about a week away now uh david price may be able to rejoin the rotation next week again as they face off against the astros uh carlos martinez may be back next weekend Ooh. Um, yeah so we've got Gordon with his wrist injury uh jp crawford got called up uh for him but uh he may like unlike or he's unlikely to go on the il uh, we've got Rizzo with his back tightness this, uh, I think today, and I think that'll be another day or two. I feel like he experiences that almost every year, but, yeah. uh, it shouldn't be too significant. Chris Bryant covered first today. So, uh, there's that. Yeah. And then some other injuries from a, a Minnesota fan perspective, Martin Perez got hit in the leg today. I was sighing. I only listened to it on the radio. I was, I mean, I, he's, I've got him on my squad. So, um, Hopefully it's nothing too significant, but after uh, talking to you, you seem like he was, he'll be just fine. And then uh, yeah. Nelly Cruz got an MRI on his left wrist, and the guy's only a DH, and he only bats four times a game, and he's hurt. 
Oh, geez. So any, I know in Yahoo, he only has that util eligibility to yet. And that's why I got rid of him. But uh, that is not good. Um, hopefully, it's nothing significant. But all of his power, or not all of it, but a majority of it is uh, within that wrist. So hopefully, it's nothing too significant. And he's back batting third for us very soon. Yeah, and I know with uh, Rizzo, I feel like he always has that back net tightness right after he's hot because usually he's carrying the team at that point. Hey, <laughs> hey, got it all on his back. But if he yeah. if he continues to be out though, that'll mean Chris Bryant may have first base eligibility. Ooh, yes, that is true. Ooh, that'd be nice. First, third, no field. Hey, but uh, going back to Carlos Martinez, what do you think? What do you think he's gonna do? Long relief. He's gonna be treated like honestly, Andrew Miller. I mean, Andrew Miller's with St. Louis right now. It honestly might be, he might be treated just like Miller, except he'll be right. He'll be from the right side. So you might have two guys in that bullpen that might go two plus innings and they're going to be lethal. Yeah. I mean, he's, I thought he was a, he's always, he was a solid starter. He had Rocky start. He had, he had a Rocky uh, season last year. His whip's always been pretty high, higher than I would ever like, but yeah. uh, he's had ace stuff too. So he's an interesting yeah. guy. Um, is he available? I wonder if he's available in our league. I feel like he's not. He might be. He is not. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, because uh, also as well, I know as Mike Michael Waka is struggling on the back end of that rotation, so Martinez might might be a little filling if he keeps struggling. Yeah, that was actually a surprise that, I, that you got him. How do you feel about him, Waka? Uh, he was just kind of a throw-in for a deal. Uh, I'm really weak at pitching, but I mean the guy. He I feel like he pitches every year. He pitches 130 solid innings. And then he pitches thirty really shitty innings. Yeah. So it's kind of you got you get what you take, you get what you get, I guess. And I mean that's about it with him. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. But uh, so yeah, I guess we'll have to stay tuned with uh, Carlos Martinez. But yeah, uh, that, that basically sums up the injury side of things. I know there's probably more that are notable. Uh, one thing too that with that El Tuve injury, I wonder when it's going to be time for Jordan Alvarez to be called up. I know that he's continuing to rake. In the minors, uh, just matter, just a matter of time with him. I feel like, and I think, with the injury like El Tuve, and I know Yande Diaz, or Diaz will be covering in his, uh, his absence. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, I'm sure it's soon because I know uh, White's not really doing well. So, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, that'd be fun if they get him called up this week. That'd be a fun time right there. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to go over for the show? Uh, nothing too glaring. I feel like we covered a lot of bases today. Uh, one thing that I like that I'm most excited about is George Springer. I think he's now one or one or two or three in the home run ranks. Yeah. Uh, and uh fun fact is that I think Byron Buxton leads the league in doubles with 17 now on the year. Yep. yep. Um, those little stats there. Aside yeah. From- and I- Aside from that, I really got nothing too exciting. What do you got? Yeah, for entertainment of the day, Yasiel Puig hit a 400-foot-plus shot off Madison Bumgarner and did a nice little bat flip and ran around the bases. And Bumgarner, after the game, had a nice little saying. He's like, oh, it only took him seven years to hit that pitch. (laughs) I thought that was a little funny because I know in 2016, Bumgarner and Puig got in a little bit. So I thought that was kind of the fun fact fun little interesting thing of the day yeah i'm glad you mentioned that that was actually one thing too that i read and i laughed a little bit that's uh that's good maybe that's yeah. maybe that'll be the rise of yasiel puig 
Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, he's had a real quiet start, much like a lot of the guys in Cincinnati Reds lineup, except for our boy Dietrich. But uh, Senzel's doing well so far. He's been awesome to see. One, one guy, too, that's going to be nearing his return, I feel, that uh, Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, yep. He should be coming back, so that maybe so, might amplify that offense. And Joey Votto's just still Joey Votto, so uh, still doing nothing. And uh, I traded for him. I didn't really trade for him. I got him in a trade. He's kind of like a shoe-in. And, yeah, he's <laughs> he's been on my bench. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I just liked Brandon Lau too much, man. I hope – he's been, he was benched a couple times since I got him in the trade. Yeah. I, like what, I like what he's got, and I just wanted a piece of that Tampa Bay Rays offense. Um, yeah. If I, if I can't get Meadows, at least I got Lau. I, obviously it's not really a comp, but uh, I'll take it for while I, while I can. So, Yeah, I know for bat-wise, the only other guy in that lineup, honestly, is probably Tommy Pham, but for accounting oh, staff, he doesn't get you much. Diaz. Don't forget about Diaz. Oh, oh yeah, that's our true. Boy, that's our true. boy, homie, wanted to bring up Diaz, and the guy, I don't know what he's done this past week, but he's been stellar, and a lot of fantasy experts like him. Yeah, I know he had two home runs the other day, so oh, he might keep breaking. Yeah, keep on raking. I just, that's one thing too. Just wanted to talk about it again. I've already put out a Twitter poll. <laughs> I feel that the Rays need to move to Orlando. Yeah. That's, that's where they will, that's where they'll have fans. They may not be from Orlando, but the seats will be filled. Oh, yeah. Like all the tourists that go to Disney World and what I do at the stadium yeah. is I would call them ESPN Wide World of Sports. Tell them to build a 60,000-seat stadium there, and there you go. There it is. Done. And uh, <laughs> But that's the thing, though. So Orlando is the most visited city in the U.S., and you'd think it's Vegas, but it's not. Yeah. And uh, with that, I think they would fill the seats much like the Magic do at, uh, at the uh, Amway Arena. So yeah. obviously we we don't have the money and – we don't have the the voice for that kind of stuff, but it should be heard. At least uh, I'm sure people have talked about it. Hasn't happened yet, but uh, it definitely would be nice. So, yeah, because I know Especially, everything was. Well, just oh. Tropicana, man. Like Tropicana, we all know. If every, you don't even have to go in Tropicana, you just have to drive by it. You'll be like, oh, yeah. don't, don't need to go in there. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and I know for their new ballpark, it all got shut down too. So that ain't gonna be coming anytime soon. Yeah, and that's one thing that I look forward to is having to so i get the luxury of going to target field being back in minnesota and now when i go back to orlando i get to go to tropicana <laughs> drink some juice <laughs> yeah right but uh to top off the show uh just going into week seven be proactive make trades be aggressive just yeah. don't don't make guys like just some insight like don't make guys untradeable like why are they untradeable like unless you got unless you got like a ronald acuna or like guys like that but every guy has value so don't just like basically yeah. affect your team negatively by not taking a chance yep, like, exactly. take a chance pull a string see what happens like high risk high reward risk it to get the biscuit like if you want to win do, make make a change make a difference and uh be aggressive so yeah. that's all I got for the week. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week, Brent, and uh, we'll be talking to you. All right.
Yeah, we uh, have a great one. Uh, just if you want to call in the show at all or anything, you can go to the Anchor app. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Exit Velocity PC, or you can give us a text at 407-403-8643. But that should be everything tonight. Have a great night and take care, everyone. Good luck.